Hello and welcome to another episode of the Envisioneering Exchange, the podcast where industry leaders discuss the most important topics in building and urban efficiency. I'm your host, John Sheff, Dan Foss's Director of Public and Industry Affairs. Now, before we get started, you can subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever it is you get your podcast today. I am going to be talking to you solo about uh, a really important topic as we, we had in the next few years, and that's heat pumps, heat pump technology, and the policies and regulations that are derived driving the adoption of this technology. So let's just jump in. There are policies beginning to emerge at the federal, state, and local levels of government that are pushing building owners towards electrification. Now, the infrastructure bills that are being debated in Congress include billions of dollars for building retrofits upgrades to the electric grid. Building codes like California's Title 24 are basically mandating full electrification and on-site renewables and new construction in California. Likewise, natural gas bans, which started in California cities like Berkeley and San Jose and have shown up in towns in New Jersey and Massachusetts, uh, force building owners to use all electric appliances. Now, interestingly, there has been some pushback to these bans from some states um, and they're acting before these local ordinances gain momentum. For example, Arizona uh, has preemptively banned local natural gas bans. Uh, in addition, the Attorney General of Massachusetts also declared that these local ordinances defy the state's constitution. Building codes and natural gas bans, however, only target new construction. And our country's building stock only turns over about 2% every year, which means we need to target existing buildings if we really want to make an impact. New York and Washington, D.C. have made a serious effort to do just that with building emissions laws passed in the last several years. These, um, uh, these laws set emissions caps for uh, commercial and multifamily buildings and enforce pretty strict financial penalties um, for those emitting over those caps. Now, each law uses a different mechanism, uh, but the result is likely the same. Building owners must retrofit their buildings to reduce on-site fossil fuel use. These policies are pushing commercial building owners toward heat pump technology. Now, heat pumps can provide heating and cooling using electricity as uh, a source of power. In fact, every home air conditioner uh, is very similar to a heat pump. They provide cooling by moving heat from one space to another. A heat pump simply reverses this process, moving heat from the ambient air into the conditioned space. This is known as an air-to-air heat pump. And their application in residential, in residential uh, settings is becoming increasingly common because one piece of equipment can provide a home with heating and cooling. Now, retrofitting larger commercial buildings that use a combination of chillers and boilers to, to provide comfort is more difficult. Using ambient air as a heat source for these applications or an air-to-water heat pump, as it's known, is currently very challenging. Retrofitting larger commercial buildings that use a combination of chillers and boilers to provide comfort, however, um, is also more difficult. In cold weather, it's very difficult to use uh, the ambient air as a heat source and still heat water above 40 degrees Celsius. A hydronic system utilizing a heat pump chiller generally requires at least 45 degrees Celsius water to operate efficiently. And air-to-water heat pumps uh, with the technology we currently have operate about 10 to 15% uh, less efficient than a water source heat pump due to low ambient uh, air temperatures. Now, utilizing other sources of heat is possible, and in terms of efficiency, it makes a lot of sense. For example, using waste heat from data centers, uh, commercial refrigeration systems, or wastewater treatment plants provides a steady uh, and predictable source of heat all year round. In addition, those heat sources can be centralized, creating the opportunity for district, and he district heating and cooling. 
Entire blocks of buildings could share resources to build an incredibly efficient district energy system. This is, in fact, going on in Europe, and Danfoss is involved in several of these innovative projects. Unfortunately, this is just not the way we do things in the U.S. Uh, not only do we not have the district energy infrastructure to share heating and cooling between buildings, but we lack the business models and regulatory structures as well. New utilities that would serve only a district would need to be established, uh, and businesses would need to operate on their own. That Businesses that are used to operating on, on their own would suddenly need to buy into a collective. And for most, this is just too heavy a lift. So rather than try to crack that regulatory nut, the industry is moving toward a future in which commercial building owners operate as they currently do, except with an air-to-water heat pump instead of a chiller-boiler combination. And manufacturers are investing heavily in improving this technology, and the Department of Energy is stepping up as well. In May 2021, as part of the E3 initiative, uh, Department of Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm announced the Cold Climate Heat Pump Technology Challenge to develop commercial heat pumps for all climates. The climate, however, cannot wait until the next generation of air-to-water heat pumps are available for us to start decarbonizing our commercial buildings. Hybrid solutions can be implemented today in existing buildings that can significantly reduce on-site fossil fuel use and emissions. Combining air source heat pumps with natural gas-fired heating does not eliminate fossil fuels altogether. It can, however, reduce the need for fossil fuels to the very coldest days of the year. And in certain areas of the country, the Mid-Atlantic, the Southeast, the South, that may be just a few weeks a year, depending how, on how mild the winter is. So there are these hybrid solutions available. We can implement them today. We can use heat recovery uh, chillers to fill in the shoulder seasons um, and provide simultaneously heating and cooling to, to buildings and only use that gas-fired furnace or boiler when the very coldest days of the year hit. And like I said, we do not need to wait for we have 100% electric operations in order to decarbonize. Reducing 75%, 60% will make a big difference right now. And for commercial building owners that are looking to retrofit uh, and, and incorporate new equipment today, if they incorporate a new boiler, um, that could last for 30 years. So we need these hybrid solutions available right now uh, for commercial building owners that don't want to wait for all electric operations to decarbonize. And that's it. I think heat pump technologies are, are, are here to stay. We're moving into the future. We really need to utilize them in any way we can to help decarbonize in all climates, even if it does not mean going to 100% electric operation. Well, thanks. That's it for this episode of the Envisioneering Exchange. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever it is you listen to your podcasts. Lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to rate, review, and share with your network. Again, my name is John Sheff. I'm Dan Foss's Director of Public Industry Affairs. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.